Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Empire. Youth sports have emerged from the shutdowns. I think there's a recognition here by parents that there's more risk um, for you know the mental health of our children not to play sports. That's Pete Frenzillis, CEO of Team Snap, where data is showing them just how important sports in a community can be. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. What happens when social lives are completely put on hold? The effect of the COVID-19 pandemic and subsequent shutdowns of schools and sports leagues will be an item that's going to be studied for years. The after effects socially and mentally are certainly not quantifiable yet, but we're getting data in and the early returns on it are giving some insight into what sports really means to the community. Our guest this week is Pete Frenzillis, who is the CEO of TeamSnap, which is a sports management and communication software company for amateur sports to professional sports. Hi, Pete. How are you? I'm good, Bram. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Um, before we get into it, we want to have you on basically because we're going to learn a lot about the pandemic and how families and coaches and teams and players have kind of dealt with the last 18 months and it even continues into the fall. But why don't we just talk about TeamSnap as a whole first? What do you guys do? Yeah, sure. So TeamSnap was founded in 2009, and the original focus was to build software that would really kind of take the work out of the play for families and, you know, make it easy for folks to organize, to communicate, and to schedule around youth sports. Um, over the last, you know, 10, 11 years, we've grown from that, right? And we're now a leading provider, not just of team management solutions, but we build software for clubs, for leagues, and associations, um, to help them manage their um, their communication, their scheduling, and, and their payments through registration uh, across their organization. How did this start? Were you a frustrated parent with bad communication on a soccer league? Like, what what happened here? No. So, well, <laughs> so uh, Dave Dupont, who is yeah. the, the founder of the company, you know, that was actually one of the main drivers, right? Was um, parents showing up to the wrong field or, you know, missing an update or, you know, back in the day, missing the phone chain um, on any changes that had occurred for practice and for games. And so, you know, really focused on the mobile uh, devices and, you know, how could we create um, really an, a, an easy tool that would allow parents and coaches to communicate with each other. I've joined in, uh, I joined the company in April of this year yep. um, and have the, you know, the responsibility and, um, you know, the opportunity here to help lead it through its next phase of growth. And uh, you picked an interesting time to join a company that's involved in amateur sports when for a while there, nobody was playing. Um, can you kind of take me through, well, I guess the last, I mean, six months for you, but really last year and a half of, of trying to understand how we're going to compete with one another on a field. You know, our 
our user base and our usage actually through the pandemic was was strong, right? If we looked at just the amount of communication threads um, and messages going back and forth between the parents and the coaches year over year, we were pretty much consistent. And what that told us was, you know, parents are very focused on trying to get their children back on the fields um, safely. And, you know, we provided a, a, a nice medium for them to figure out how to do that, right? And um, communication as everyone was locked down was critical to that need. And so since things have begun to bounce back, uh, we've made some enhancements to our technology. We actually built a, a health check um, solution in our apps that have been used over 20 million times at this point hmm. uh, since we released that last year. And that really you know, allows the parents to go through kind of a quick questionnaire that the team or the league or club might set up um, before dropping their children off for practice or a game and kind of gives them the green go. And, you know, it was, it was a nice piece of innovation that we heard from the market. We heard from our customers quickly acted on and, you know, it's been broadly adopted. And that's one of the ways that, you know, we've really been focused on helping um, families and teams get back onto the field safe. Um, you are citing some of the stats that were from a recent partnership with the Aspen Institute of Sports and Society to kind of find out how, everyone, including parents, have reacted to the pandemic. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me was how many new teams signed up in 2021, which I think uh, just kind of states how badly that parents, kids, organizers really wanted sports to be back and be part of their daily lives again. Yeah, that's right. And and we've continued through the fall here to really see uh, uh, the momentum building. Um, for families and teams coming back, registration. You know, we track everything from um, new teams being created on our platform to um, numbers of players, numbers of events. And you know, given the scale, we have over 25 million users across uh, our platform. And so you know, we have the, the opportunity to really have a, a unique insight into youth and amateur sports, um, especially you know, as we're hopefully continuing to <laughs> hit a curve and, and everything's bouncing back. Yep. Um, a couple of the sports that saw a major increase that you cited here. One is not a surprise to me. That's lacrosse because it's played outside. One is basketball, which played inside. I, I'm, I don't know if you're surprised by that. Are, are you surprised at all that, that indoor, any indoor sport at this juncture would have that level of an increase in interest right now? Yeah, look, I, I think it's a testament just to the demand, right? That, um, and, and we can talk some about the research report. I think there's a recognition here by parents that there's more risk um, for, you know, the mental health of our children not to play sports. Yeah. And, you know, in, in areas of the country, I think there's there's obviously varying levels of um, precautions and, and protections being put in place. But, you know, I think everyone is really focused on um, the positive impact that sports do have on the children's mindsets and the mental health and, you know, trying to balance that with the risk of the pandemic right now. Um, and we are seeing that increase. You said basketball, you know, soccer football, volleyball, like we are seeing a large increase here as we move into the fall um, of teams really coming back and getting on the field. And I guess lacrosse, I don't know if you have any specific, you know, insight into this, but it was a 59% increase that you cited in this report from 2019. And here's a sport that obviously has been growing in this country for a long time, but when everything disappears and people can still watch the NBA or watch the NFL or watch hockey on whatever level it was, whether it was in a bubble or eventually now with open stadiums again, a sport like that, I think has a hard time marketing itself. And, and yet they were able to come back here very strong um, this fall. 
you know, a lot of the numbers we're looking at, there's a timing aspect to this too, right? Um, if we look at our numbers when compared back to 2019, 2020, and now through 21, you know, the sport was impacted at varying levels through late or early 2020. Um, that started to ease up a bit last summer and through the fall before we went through a different, uh, you know, second lockdown. Uh, and so a lot of those comps, I, I think that you're referencing here, you know, kind of cite the seasonality uh, and the speak the, the spike of sports. I think specific to lacrosse, I mean, I, I'm here in Connecticut. It's a, a huge growing sport, you know, overall. And I think uh, across the country, it's one that's gaining a lot of momentum. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let me get to the big numbers that really stood out to me. And I just want to hear how you kind of view context of this. Um, and I'm going to try my best because on this show, we don't get political, but these numbers speak to a, politi a, a, pol a political side to the pandemic and the response to everything that I don't think is going to sound unusual, but, it, but it's interesting. Your report here cites that 74% of parents were satisfied with how their coach responded to the pandemic. 61% are satisfied with how the organization responded to the pandemic. And then you get to government officials and it says 40% were satisfied with how their state dealt with it and 33% with the country's response. Um, without getting political, how how does that kind of resonate with you when, when you see that? Look, I think the, the further the entity gets away from the family, the less that the family feels like they are being helped directly, right? And see, I, I interpret that as, you know, obviously with the coach and the team, that's the extended family, right? I mean, I played sports growing up, like your team is your extended family. And so, you know, the parents being able to work with the coaches and the clubs and the leagues that they're a part of, you know, having input into how those entities and how those organizations were um, going to get alignment from, you know, the families and, and make sure they were doing the most to keep the kids safe. I think, the more, you know, the further away and the larger entities that you get to the state and to the, you know, national government's response, I, I think it's a less of a personal touch and a personal focus. And I, I think that these numbers reflect that. Yeah. It, what I think is really interesting about it, and maybe you, you could have parsed it out, but like, obviously it's a very polarized country right now, but this would span over two different administrations from two different parties. And yet the response is the same. They're not satisfied without the country, regardless of whose side you're on respond to all of this. And it does kind of point back to that leadership is a localized thing, that it is less about really the elected leaders and more about coaches and teachers and parents and people who are respected in their communities. Do you, you kind of read it that way? I do. I do. And, and like I said, I think, um, again, speaking personal experience, you know, there, there's, a few people as a child and as a family, you know, goes through development that really have an impact um, on kids. And I think the coach um, for those kids that are playing sports is a, a critical point of influence, right? And a point of trust. And that's where I think, you know, you're really seeing these numbers reflect. And, you know, I think we need to recognize that, that 
every community is going to have their own needs and have their own perspective and, um, you know, approach to dealing through the pandemic and, and how we get through this safely. But I think the focus just needs to continue to be on having the kids on the fields, right? The, the positive impact of their mental health and their development is critical. And, you know, this survey that we ran um, also showed that. Yeah, the other interesting part, just in those numbers, and, and clearly this is not going to be the same across the board, but when they say 74% of parents were satisfied with the coach's response and over 60% with the organization's response, but only 40% with the state's response, what's interesting is, is that those responses, while maybe not communicated the same way, were the same. There was a shutdown. They're like, the coach couldn't hold the practice, couldn't hold the game. The league couldn't do this. And the state was saying the same thing. And yet what resonated with parents was hearing it from someone that they knew. And that's, I, that's my takeaway in reading numbers like that. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. And, and again, I think it comes back down to that trust, right? Um, what they did do during the shutdown is important, right? Because uh, in many cases, coaches began to institute virtual practices and communications and, you know, really mobilized quickly for at-home training. And so while the state might be shut down, the, the organization might be shut down, you know, the coach was still playing an active role in many cases and in, in helping those children develop and, you know, even try to trying to give them um, different activities to go in the backyard to try to keep them active because, you know, this report also showed just the increase in screen time, right? During, yeah. Uh, the pandemic and, and, you know, creating kind of that, that negative um, momentum downward away from more physical activity. Um, okay. So as we're, and I'm with you, I hope we're kind of rounding third here and we're going to come out of this and leagues are open again. Um, what are parents, coaches, what are they saying to you that they'd like to see you provide now in this kind of new modern world that takes into account health issues? Yeah, look, you know, I don't think we're going to know all the effects of the pandemic, right, for some time, at least the, the impact on our young people. Um, but we do know that since March 2020, you know, youth in the U.S. and in Canada um, have been asked, asked to sacrifice a lot, right, positive experiences and kind of social interaction. Um, and from time with friends to, to school and uh, organized sports, right. And so according to, you know, we spoke to and, and we ask our community constantly for feedback, the mental and physical health is really, it has to be a focus of how do we improve going forward. Um, and so we're going to continue building technology that helps facilitate youth centric uh, experiences, right? Not um, just parent centric, but focused on really the digital aspect of how can we reinforce and, and facilitate training um, and helping, you know, the teams effectively get back on the field and allow parents to communicate uh, clearly and broadly with their organizations. Um, and I think we need to be very intentional with, you know, how we um, share that equity, right? And that those inclusion efforts uh, across the entire country. And lastly, uh, for TeamSnap, from a technological standpoint, what are you guys looking at and working on over the next one, three, five years as we get back to what hopefully will be normal seasonal things happening with sports and teams and leagues? Um, look, I, I think we have a great opportunity to continue to expand upon our platform that helps us connect this ecosystem of youth and amateur sports. Um, and so you'll start to see areas of our uh, business solutions. So for clubs and leagues and associations um, really begin to increase. Uh, we have some new products that'll be released in the beginning of next year. Um, and then for the parents, you know, really bringing um, as much of the service to them and to their mobile devices to help coordinate 
um, all things in sports, right? Not just the, the games and uh, the calendaring, but equipment, travel services, you know, things that really cause the headaches uh, for the families. We like to think of um, Team Snap as really the operating system for the families when it comes down to sports. So, you know, continuing to allow them to coordinate more and more of those aspects of, you know, what's required in order to help um, make the sporting events as enjoyable for the family as they are for the players. And how do you open that up, right? Because grandma and grandpa may not be able to come to the fields anymore. So, you know, how do we allow them to have visibility and access to the games directly through uh, our technology being area that we're pretty heavily focused on here. Pete Francillis is the CEO of TeamSnap. Thank you so much for joining us. Ram, this was great. Really appreciate you having me on and we'll talk soon. On the next Future Sport Podcast, technology is helping teams and athletes understand the gravity of a head injury in real time. An incident happens, the athlete fails the test, goes and sees a you know medical expert you know could be the next day and they said yes you definitely have a severe concussion you're out for you know 10 to 15 days or longer during that period you can continue to take the test and just monitor where you are and you can almost self-monitor you know by taking the test every day that's mike piha ceo at HitCheck, where short-term and long-term health post a concussion is their focus that will do it for this episode As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.